We always laugh because when Apple first came out with the Apple Watch in the health app, they didn't even have the menstrual cycle. <laughs> I mean, that's how completely ignored women's health is. I mean, the menstrual cycle is the fifth vital sign for women. That's how much it tells you. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea that that would be left out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they omitted it. They omitted it in the beginning and then had to go back, had to be pointed out to them. You're listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast where experts share experiences and the latest thinking on mental health and psychology. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Calling into the show today, we have Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein. Ms. Epstein is an Emmy Award-winning documentarian who directed and produced several well-known documentaries. Ms. Lake is a pop culture icon and Emmy Award winner who, at the tender age of 24, hosted The Ricky Lake Show. Together, they released the documentary The Business of Birth Control, which features the stories of activists, doctors, and scientists who are blowing the whistle on how hormonal birth control affects the mind and body. Ms. Epstein, Ms. Lake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. I want to disclose to the audience that my only firsthand experience with this type of birth control is the tiny amount of involvement I've had with my sexual partners. And that is largely them informing me of what they chose and us making the decision together to stop using condoms, as an example. In researching this show, I quickly realized that birth control is entirely framed as a women's issue. Moreover, it's entirely framed as a woman's responsibility. From a psychological standpoint, that just seems like an incredible amount of pressure. Why is this never framed as being an issue for men or an issue that impacts both men and women? Yeah, I mean, you raise a really good question. And it's really interesting that women can really only get pregnant a handful of days out of the month, yet men can impregnate a woman every single minute of every waking hour, probably sleeping hour as well. So yeah, it does seem to be unfair in a lot of ways. Following along that theme, it seems very detrimental to be told that you are entirely responsible for something, yet the tools at your disposal are largely controlled by male involvement. And I'm talking about, you know, the laws that we have or insurance panels covering it or payer sources. Men are heavily involved in what's available to women, yet Men very clearly state that it's not their responsibility, it's none of their business, and it's all up to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I think that's just the history of medicine. From the beginning of time, medicine has always been extremely patriarchal, misogynistic. Our first documentary, The Business of Being Born, talked about how the midwifery profession, that was like a woman's domain, was helping other women deliver babies was completely smeared by the obstetrics field and midwives were really shut out. There's always been this history of male control and then this sort of gaslighting of women, you know, which is huge in birth control. Their complaints are discarded and they're not taken seriously when they have complaints. In your documentary, The Business of Birth Control, you cover a lot. Can you talk about the goals of the documentary and what you learned along the path? 
the film was loosely based on a book by Holly Griggs Ball called Sweetening the Pill. And it, you know, looks at the history of these drugs. It's a really kind of complex thing to take on because we're challenging something that, thank God, has been available for women for the past 60 years. We are grateful to have had this technology that has helped women control their reproductive life. And there has to be a way to have a conversation to really look at these drugs and what they are doing to women. You know, these side effects that personally I didn't really consider when I was on the pill at an early age. I was on hormonal birth control for more than two decades. And I now know that it causes hair loss. It can cause significant hair loss in women. And that was my you know, main issue that I dealt with over the years. I never attributed it to the birth control pill until the making of this film. So there's so much to consider. The history of these drugs and the side effects. We talk about depression and all these things that can happen to a woman. And also, you know, the extreme pulmonary embolism that can actually kill a healthy woman. The history of racism with these medicines and, and eugenics. You know, it's just a complicated issue that no one really has been spending the time talking about. So we're hoping to start a conversation that really will create you know, a mass movement for women to to want better, to know that they should have better birth control at this point. With all the technology and all the advances we've made medically, there should be more than just our grandmother's pill from 60 years ago. Yeah, I think it's such a huge topic. When you start to lift the veil, people are just absolutely blown away by what they didn't know. And what's unique about contraceptive and hormonal medication is that we have so little understanding of women's hormones and women themselves have so little understanding that we have so little body literacy. Most women don't really understand how their reproductive cycle works until they're actually trying to get pregnant. People don't understand that when you're taking a contraceptive drug, right, you are essentially shutting down your own endogenous hormonal production. So the hormones that your body, which come from your ovaries and your hypothalamus, it's the whole interconnected dance between your brain and your ovaries, that gets shut down. And the chemicals in the pill or the patch or the NuvaRing or whatever you're taking, replace your endogenous hormones. Um, and there's a very interesting book called This Is Your Brain on Birth Control by Dr. Sarah Hill, who's in the movie. And she's really done a deep dive on this. That was one of the things that's really just basic to this. Who tells a 14 or 15-year-old girl who let's say is going on the pill because of period cramps or acne, or there's a million reasons to get put on the pill now, way beyond birth control, right? Who sits down with that 15-year-old girl and says, you know, you might feel like some mood swings or if you feel some depression or there's no warning about any of these subtle changes that can happen. And you'll hear this all the time from women. It's like they didn't realize what the pill was doing to them until they got off of it. And then all of a sudden they got off of it and they were like, whoa, I feel so great now. There's something about these drugs, like, yes, they're so pervasive and, and they've been described as like so innocuous and you can get it over the counter now. And 
but nobody really understands what they're actually doing and how they work. There's a concept in philosophy and, and psychology for that matter, no good deed goes unpunished. And I, I just have to wonder, because reproductive rights are, are constantly under attack, is there any concern that misogynists, I mean, let, let's just be honest, that misogynists will use your film to further stigmatize birth control or use it to restrict access to birth control? mean conservatives, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be polite, but, <laughs> but I mean, yes, we see oh, this. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying that, yeah, the pro-life movement, you're yeah. saying. I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a fear of, I mean, I just, I am coming from the place of wanting to really start this conversation and go deep. And yes, it's complicated because it is challenging something that has made so many advances for women. Like we want the pill to be on the market and available, but we want women to have the information to understand what exactly it's doing to their bodies to really be able to like baseline their own emotional and mental health while on these drugs. So it's really about an education. And that's the same thing with our, our previous film, The Business of Being Born. It's about empowering women with the information to make an informed choice because really there is no informed consent today. And what we're saying, Gabe, is it, it's next wave feminism. It's the opposite of conservative. We're saying, yes, women need access to all these reproductive health options, options to manage their fertility, better menstrual cycle health. We're saying we want more and better, where I think that if a more conservative or anti birth control, anti-access group tried to like hijack our message, they really can't because they're just against contraceptive access. I mean, they're just against any kind of choice. And we're the opposite. We're saying not only do we, we want <laughs> more birth control, we just want better birth control. We just want birth control that women can actually take. Or maybe even men can take, let's get crazy, you know, that, that doesn't have this four-page pamphlet of side effects. It's time for some innovation now, and women are just not heard. They're just not heard on how frustrated most women have been throughout their lives trying to find the right kind of contraception. I so appreciate you saying that the goal isn't to remove anything or restrict anything, but to provide education for what is already out there and push forward research into getting even better. I mean, none of us are using the same cell phones that we used even five years ago, yet I believe you made the point we're using the same birth control from 60 years ago. One of the very interesting things that I learned from, from the two of you was that there was a, a study talking about how adolescents who take the pill are at an 80% increased risk of depression. That's very alarming, especially with what we know about the suicide rate in adolescents. Listen, I, I'm a mental health advocate. I'm the host of the show. This is my entire job. I did not know that. I was completely unaware of a risk for young women in the field of which I profess to be an expert, that is startling to me. Wow. What can we wow. do to get this out there? Because again, I'm well-intentioned, but clearly, clearly I am ill-informed. 
you're not the only one. I mean, my mother's been a practicing clinical psychologist for 40 years. And only since we made the movie is she now connecting certain patients that put in an IUD and then started to have anxiety and mood disorder increase. And now she is screening for that. I mean, I think the whole field of psychology, we really hope this movie gets screened at psychology conventions. I hope all psychologists read Dr. Hill's book, This Is Your Brain on Birth Control, because it's shocking, right? Like how, how could you not know that? And how could the women who are taking the pills themselves not understand the risk of depression? And just so you know, Dr. Leidegaard, the Danish doctor who did that study that you're referring to, he also did a study on suicide that showed a similar link between certain types of oral contraceptives and suicide. And these are very good studies because when Danish studies, they track everybody through their health system. So this is looking at over a million women and tracking prescriptions and tracking prescriptions for the pill, prescriptions for antidepressants, the hospitalizations for suicide attempts. It's pretty clinical. It's very shocking in this day and age, and especially with people waking up to mental health issues in general, that this is not more front and center. But I think that even when that study came out, there was a bit of pushback from the medical establishment on the study. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com. Gabe Howard here to tell you about the Inside Bipolar podcast from Healthline Media. He does the show with me. Dr. Nicole Washington, a board-certified psychiatrist. That's right. A guy living with bipolar and a psychiatrist team up to discuss living well with bipolar disorder. Listen now on your favorite podcast player or visit psychcentral.com slash IBP to learn more. Subscribe now so you don't miss out. Hi there. I'm Faye McCray, editor-in-chief of Psych Central. Whether you're looking for free resources, quizzes, or thought-provoking personal perspectives, Psych Central has what you need to join you on your mental health journey. Psych Central's talented team of award-winning writers, editors, and medical professionals are passionate about creating a safe, inclusive, and trustworthy environment where you feel seen and heard. Visit us now at psychcentral.com. That's psychcentral.com. And we're back with Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein discussing their documentary, The Business of Birth Control. Interestingly enough, I, I asked a few women in my life who are, in fact, on birth control if they were aware of this. And they both said no, they didn't think that there was any link whatsoever, that all their contraceptive was doing was ensuring that they did not get pregnant and the side effects were 
no connection whatsoever to mental health. Right. You just do not get the time with your care provider for all of the reasons. There's just not enough hours in the day to really sit down and go through the pros and cons and make an informed choice when it comes to this. For me, I remember going to my gyno for my pap smear once a year, and there'd be a stack of free pills they'd offer to me because the latest drug or the latest patent, they'd just be giving them away. And it looks like candy. It seems so easy and, like Abby said, innocuous. But if you knew that this could have the potential to make you feel this way, it really might change someone's mind. And there are options that might be more amenable if they just knew. That's what we're hoping to accomplish with this film is just education. Unfortunately, Gabe, we have a lot of conditions right now, like endometriosis that affects one in 10 women, PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, fibroids. We have a lot of issues that affect millions of women for which there is no cure and no treatment and no research. For those women, going on hormonal birth control is a life saver. It is like literally the only thing that gets them out of their pain. Although ultimately what we explain in the film is that it's just a symptom suppression, right? So the second you go off, your PCOS, your endometriosis, I mean, it is back, back with a vengeance, unfortunately. Like Ricky's saying, it's kind of like there's two kinds of patients here, right? There's somebody who might say, you know what? I'm willing to take the risk of having depression or low libido or a migraine. I'm willing to take that risk because I really need these drugs. This is essential for my functioning and my reproductive health because my endometriosis is so bad. But then there's the other, the healthy patient who doesn't have these issues, who is just looking for contraception, that's where it's not even about only having like five minutes with your OBGYN. It's really about the fact that they don't actually believe. You see, there's no studies. If you talk and say, well, I think this pill made me gain weight, or I actually think that I feel off, they will counter that. They will say, well, Studies show the pill does not cause weight gain. And you know why? Because there's never been a double-blind placebo-controlled study because you can't do them. All they can basically say is, oh, okay, well, that one doesn't suit you. Let's try a different brand. There's hundreds of pills on the market. We'll find one that works with your body. That's typically the kind of answer you would get. There's also a big disconnect in women's health. What are the actual side effects? And from a psychological standpoint, this is your doctor. You, you say all they can do is prescribe a different pill and there's hundreds of pills. The they in that statement is your trusted physician who is taking care of you, making you healthy. It's very, very reasonable to believe what they say. Doesn't that complicate the issue dramatically? Because it Somebody watching the documentary is going to think, okay, you're making sense. And then they talk to their doctor and I, I'm not trying to throw doctors on the bus. I'm, I'm really, really not. But these one-on-one -on -one conversations are quick and they're like, no, 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 I'll just give you another one. And then the person has to decide if they want to listen to the documentary or their doctor. That has to make your role as an advocate extraordinarily challenging. The bottom line well, is each woman has to advocate for herself. 
I went on it without even questioning. It's my doctor telling me what I should do. Okay, I'm going to do it. Gabe, you know, Ricky and I have been up against this before, right? Because our first movie together, The Business of Being Born, was a little bit of the same thing. (laughs) We were going against, in some ways, we were questioning, we were pushing back on the way childbirth is managed in America. And I think that, like Ricky said, this is the age we're at. We are in an age where you have to advocate and you have to do your own research. And I don't think that this kind of, you know, I will call it a sort of a patriarchal relationship with the physician of they have all the power and whatever they say is the bottom line and you just listen and you just do as you're told and you trust every word out of their mouth. That doesn't work anymore, especially in women's health. Because the research just isn't there. Women's health is in a dismal, dismal state in this country. If you look at childbirth statistics, if you look at birth control, if you look at menopause, if you look at the hysterectomies that we do in this country, especially when it comes to women's health, women, you need to do your research. You need to look for alternatives. Now there's functional medicine. It feels to me like we are just in a new age. We do not have a magic cure of this is the new birth control. No, we don't. And the reason we don't is because we haven't asked for it. We haven't expressed our discontent with the menu of options that is currently available. Ms. Epstein, I, I love that. I live with bipolar disorder and and I'm a mental health advocate. I'm in the mental health space and I'm constantly telling people, you have to advocate for yourself. You you can't just take the first offer. You you know yourself, it, especially especially in mental health, because there's there's no blood test, there's no urine sample, there's no the diagnosis is largely an agreement, for lack of a better word, between patient and doctor. So if you're just lying back in the mental health field and doing whatever your doctor says you're probably not going to get a good outcome. It's really starting to sound like women are sort of in the same boat. They're just walking in, giving their doctor some information. Their doctor is giving them something. And historically, that's the end of the conversation. And and you're really trying to generate education, foundation, and information that women need to push back. Patients need to push back to make sure that they're getting appropriate care. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like we as women need to know what we're up against. And again, I want to like, we are not bashing the pill. We want the pill to be available. And for many women, it works. It works seamlessly. And I think for me, it worked well for me until it was after the fact with the hair loss that I was like looking back on that. But really, we want there to be more options. I I completely understand how unfortunately the medical establishment does often fail people with serious and persistent mental illness. And we've got to do better. It sounds like you're on the front lines of making the medical establishment understand that we have to do better. Now, your your focus is reproductive health, but it's going to wave out, right? I mean, if we start taking reproductive health more seriously. Yeah, it overlaps. You know, the ties to depression and all these other mental health issues to these drugs. You do better when you know better. 
Ms. Lake, Ms. Epstein, I, I want to thank you both so much for being here. Before we go, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, what can men do? What is important information that they have that if they were like me, they weren't taught anything about this because my sex ed was segregated. I learned about sex ed with all males in the room and all the young ladies went off someplace else. Illuminate us so that we understand birth control better or at least know what to ask. I think they should see the film. I agree. Yes. I think seeing the film, we have the same thing with the business of being born, the same feedback with so many men, so many fathers, just so happy to have this tool. And I think this is the same thing because I think that men, they don't know how to step forward. Right. And if they check in with their partner, their partner might say, yeah, you know, I actually feel pretty crappy on this birth control stuff. And I think that if, if men were able to step forward, if they understood the impact on their partner's sex drive, the potential impact to their partner's mental health, then they might be able to come forward and say, hey, let's take this off your shoulders. Maybe I can just get a vasectomy. Maybe we can do a fertility awareness class together. Maybe we can look at different barrier methods. I think it's just taking it on and, and educating. And I think the film is the perfect gateway to do that. Thank you. Thank you both so much for being here. The documentary is called The Business of Birth Control. It is out now. Where can folks find more information about you and the documentary? Everyone can go to our website, thebusinessofbirthcontrol.com. And you can get information on how you can see the film. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Business of Birth Control. Ms. Lake, Ms. Epstein, thank you both so much for not only doing this, but for taking the time to educate me and the listeners. It's very, very appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah, pleasure, Gabe. Thank you. Well, you are very, very welcome. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much. My name is Gabe Howard, and I am the author of Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations, as well as an award-winning public speaker who is available for your next event. My book is on Amazon, or you can get a signed copy with free show swag or learn more about me over at GabeHoward.com. Wherever you downloaded this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show. It's absolutely free. And hey, recommend the show to your friends or colleagues, whether it's on social media, text messages, or good old word of mouth. I would consider it a personal favor. I will see everybody next Thursday here on Inside Mental Health. You've been listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast from Healthline Media. Have a topic or guest suggestion? Email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.